Well, what's up, guys? Hey, what's going on? And welcome to season two, episode two of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. Once again, Mr. Cameron Wilson is uh, unavailable to come to this episode. He was supposed to be back from his African safari, but he got injured riding an elephant. So he's week to week still, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we wish Bad you a year, big time recovery, but uh, I wouldn't expect to see him in the coming episodes anytime soon. Um, this week, we got a doozy for you guys. We got the question of the week, of course, the game of the week. And then we're bringing back Think Fast, a classic. I've come up with four juicy questions the boys are going to think fast about. Um, we got a pretty good top five, and uh, we got our lock of the week in terms of betting. Unfortunately, a few guys tailed with us last week. <laughs> you didn't uh, win. Well, that's uh, yourself. Well, I mean, we went on. The, I mean, I'm talking about the group one. What was you our know, group one? Group. It was Rams plus two and a half. Fuck. Well, what? Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember speaking we, on that. <laughs> also, before we start, I'd like to. Uh, just mentioned that we're getting sponsored by Michelob Ultra and Old Milwaukee. Just look beside uh, Shaner right there. He's got a couple of cans right there. It was an absolute weekend. Oh. Yeah, for, for, anyone, for anyone listening and not watching, Shane's hurting. Shane, Shane is hurting. I, know I have not recovered since last Thursday. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll tell you what, before we get into this question of the week. Also, by the way, very thing. quickly, very quickly. Okay, I just I just looked up and I did my bet did hit. I bet Colts Titans first half over 20. Titans hit it by themselves, baby. Not how I was hoping <laughs> it to go down, but it fucking happened. Hey. Rams, I mean Ravens plus four was an absolute breeze. So I took Lions minus six. They oh, let me down. The Lions also cost me five hundred dollars in a parlay. Damn. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But before we start, there's just been like a whole bunch of controversy and like the fact that Antonio Brown is being a freak show again. And I've been seeing all these tweets. And the only thing that I saw really was the picture that he posted of him hugging Giselle. And these guys are telling me that that is I not all the best I can't, I can't believe that's all you've seen. Dude, it's I, so when funny. I tell you, I feel like I just gonna, haven't been like, dude, you're going to die. Like, right. So obviously, uh, it came out today, I guess, but it's been rumored for a while. And my girlfriend's obsessed with like gossip and shit. And she's like, yeah, I knew this for like four months. Tom Brady and Giselle hired like divorce lawyers officially, Mm -hmm. I guess, which sucks. And it's obviously the reason he took off, I would say, um, at that beginning of training camp there or right or in the preseason there. But, uh, and then AB poked a little fun at him, posted a picture of him and Giselle after the Super Bowl. And I don't know about I'm you guys. I'm, is there a bigger menace in the world right now than AB? Dude, I'm kind of on the bandwagon that AB fucked Giselle. I'm kind of on that bandwagon. Did he not live with Tom Brady? He did, bro. He did. Yeah. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. Matt, what you didn't know, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't see this, is that <laughs> Antonio Brown was in Dubai, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at a hotel in Dubai with a bunch of guests, whatever. And then he just whipped out his rock hard, huge <laughs> dick, by the way, huge dick, and just started beating his shit. 
What the in fuck? Front. Dude, and there's a picture. Oh, my God. Did you see Look the video? You. Did you just watch the video? No. Yeah, I, I also watched the video. Okay. Dude, there's this girl in a pool, and he's, like, jumping on her. He's, like, doing flips around her. You just see AB's ass in the air. It's, like, yeah. a disaster. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, I can't believe you didn't see that. Oh, maybe I just didn't want to see it. <laughs> fuck, dude. Fuck. Dude, it's it, honestly, it's kind of sad to see, bro. I don't know. Something's something's up with the guy. Dude, he's really fucked up. Yeah, the guy really just hasn't been the same since that perfect hit. Literally, dude, literally though. Oh my god! But like, it's also Dubai, and they're like super like conservative and shit like that when it comes to stuff like that. So I don't I don't even know what kind of shit he's gonna get into, but fucking crazy bro that's that's a fucking freak show i can't believe you didn't see that that's hilarious dude they had to use there was a lot of photoshopping to get all that blur let me just say <laughs> a lot of blur <laughs> oh man okay oh man tonyo brown get well yeah facts. please bro get well i think we're past bro. that point bro yeah yeah just uh, lock yourself in a room it's gone room. Get him in a mental house. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of things that are down bad, I guess. <laughs> Let's go into our question of the week, and that is that after four weeks, there's a bunch of teams that are one and three or one, two, and one, whatever it is, below 500. So, my question to you is, which team that's below 500 after week four has the best chance at making the playoffs. I just want to say, for the first time in, like, fucking 20,000 years, the Giants cannot be a part of this question, and I've never been more fired up in my life. <laughs> oh, man. Does anyone let me not... tell you, I'm going to be transparent and say, it's not the fucking Colts. They fucking suck. So bad. But, Matt, I'll let you go first. No, no, go. Go ahead. No, um, I... Dude, I could I could sit here and talk about how fucking bad the Colts are for 55 fucking days. But anyways, my answer for this, it's a shocker just because the reputation they've kind of got over the last decade, I would say, of just the worst franchise. But I really like the Detroit Lions. Um, I, I really, really like what they got, man. They put up 45 against Seattle, which is whatever, but without and Raw and Swift. And lost. Yeah. And yeah, but... Anyways, and I like how Jared Goff is playing. Like, Jared Goff is kind of balling. The defense obviously needs some work. Like I said before, they cost me some some big money in a parlay. But I think if they kind of pull it together, they can be decent in the NFC. Like we said, the NFC isn't as more close to as competitive as the AFC. And I think they could definitely make a push for a wild card spot because they have a, a, a decent roster. I love their O-line. Their offense is really fun to watch. So, Hey, listen, I mean, I'm just going to go next because I'm, I'm right in agreement with you. Um, I thought I was going to be the only one to say this. I mean, last episode I said it. I'm kind of a closet Lions fan right now. Um, and I'm, I'll be the first one to admit that I've hated Jared Groff since the second he stepped in on the NFL field. I thought he was overrated and whatever it was, maybe it just took him going and taking the Detroit Lions, who we just thought are always going to be bad, and making them look – like a fun team again, you know? I mean, they are one in three, and I honestly think that that Seahawks game is – it hurts their it hurts their chances for sure because that should be a layup win um, if you're going to make the playoffs. 
I mean, to be fair, they were missing their best receiver and their best running back, obviously, who are game changers. But that's my that's my pick for who I think um, is one and three. I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and say the Saints because obviously I want, I want to. But the way they're looking right now, it's just it's 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 really unfortunate because the Saints have a really talented team. They just can't figure it out on offense. And it really, really sucks. The only thing I'll say about the Lions is maybe if I could have, if I would have answered this question without having to give a team, I probably would have just said none of them. But I think that the Lions can give every team a good run for their money. I mean, albeit the Saints can as well, just because the Saints have a phenomenal defense and that's going to hurt. That's going to give give a chance to any team to win any game on any any day. Um, and does but, that trade ever look bad? Yeah. Um, but I just think that the Lions play in a, in a weird division. Like, I think the Bears just fucking suck right now. But the Vikings can really turn it on at any time with that offense. It really just depends on if Kirk Cousins plays like a stud or if he sucks. I think the Packers are going to win it again. I mean, I, I said that the Packers are going to make the Super Bowl, but that's just because I think that the NFC sucks. But I think if the Lions can take a game from the Packers and take a game from the Vikings, I mean, I don't know if they've played them yet, have they? I don't know. But if they can, maybe they can, maybe they can go two and zero against the Bears and win a couple shockers and squeak into the squeak into the playoffs. Because you never know how all the all the other NFC teams are going to do. Well, I'm going to follow up because I also have the Lions, Fuck. Um, <laughs> but for different reasons, honestly. All the, all the games they've lost have been by four or less points. Like, they're in every football game they played this year. It was the same thing last year. They started, like, 0-7, and, and they didn't lose a game by more than a touchdown. It was wild. It's just a matter of getting that last stop or getting that last score, which I think they can do once they get St. Brown, Swift back. And like you just mentioned, I don't think their division is that strong. I don't think the Packers are a Super Bowl team. I don't think the Packers are that good. I don't think they're a threat to, to do much in the playoffs, to be honest. Obviously, they have Rodgers, which X factor in itself. But the, I think the Lions actually have a shot at making the playoffs. You know, I don't think they've really played. I think they might have played one division game this year. So they have a chance to really turn turn the ship around with, uh, you know, just a couple dubs. So I don't know. I, I actually like them to to maybe make the playoffs. They look really good, even though they're one and three. Oh, well, I'm going to change it up. Okay. Shane once again saves this fucking show. <laughs> I'm actually taking the Colts. Ugh, don't. I also had the JT-less Colts. Colts. This is my second. Because that division fucking sucks. Like that division is horrible. Are the Jags really a playoff team? Are we gonna sit here and say the Jags are a playoff team right now? Maybe not this year. No. Next year, maybe. Uh, Tennessee, I, I, I never know what Tennessee I'm getting. I mean, it, it's basically like the Colts right now. They could come out and beat a team by 40, and then they could come out and lose a game that they're not supposed to. And then the Texans are just are, are not going anywhere. Like, let's be real. They're not making the playoffs for the next three years. So the Colts have the chance just based on every, every team that wins their division is, is getting in, and they're, they're kind of right there. Like, I know they, they lost to the Titans this week and they lost to the Jags and they didn't beat the Texans. But, you know, it's still early. Uh, <laughs> now, apparently, like, everywhere <laughs> everywhere on Twitter, I'm seeing, like, 
This is our top <laughs> sell. Lit Reich and Ballard up and just basically told them they, they got to figure it out. They're both gone. Yeah, uh, so. Matt Ryan, Dude, too. I, I think at a certain point, Matt Ryan's going to have to wake up and uh, get, give a couple of vintage Matty Ice performances. You know, that's still, what I, I agree with that. Like, I think Matt Ryan, like, if he can figure it out and have those, like, classic 350-yard games with four touchdowns, the Colts are lethal, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, what, what like, massive running back did, did Matt Ryan ever have? Like, he kind of always succeeded right. with a guy that was just, just, like, there, you know? Like, Naheem mm-hmm. Hines is, is just there now. You know, the check down king. Exactly. So, you know, he's not, he's not going to run for 100 yards a game like JT probably will, but now it, I think that it kind of opens the offense to tailor more to what uh, Matt Ryan has done 95% of his career. But this kind of goes back to coaching too, right? Because last week, Naheem Hines didn't have a touch in the first half. He didn't have a touch until like midway through the third quarter, which is a problem. And mm-hmm. like, I, I don't think you can, at least for me, I see Colts fans saying it all the time trying to fire Chris Ballard. I don't think there's any justification to fire him just based on what he's done through the draft for the past five years. But I don't think anybody's hit that hard on a draft on draft day than, than he has. No, that's the, it. And, and I'm seeing tweets tenure. today. I'm see, I saw tweets today. It's like, um, oh yeah, you guys want to keep a guy who drafted Rocky Asin over Debo Samuel. Like, okay, so did 31 other teams. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, but Chris Ballard is just, or uh, Chris, Frank Reich is just, awful like the play calling is awful I, I don't care for him as a head coach he's whatever if you want to hand off the play calling duties to Marcus Brady Montreal Alouette's legend by the way um or or what I don't know but um something's like gotta change and gotta change really quick yeah maybe it's getting a number one receiver no it's it's not I would I would love Allen Robinson though if if the fucking Rams are ready to give up on him or that guy is really out here cashing checks and running cardio. Yeah. Could be worse. Could be Kenny Galladay. God. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not even running Galladay. cardio. All right. And I would just like to say that I know I, I didn't say that the Saints were going to do it, but I just pray that they at least turn around a little bit because it would break my heart if I saw the freaking Philadelphia Eagles drafting at like three when there's – QBs like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud on the freaking board. It would just it would just be so unfortunate. You know what? The Saints aren't even in that rough shape. Like literally, they almost beat the Vikings in London, missing literally four their four most important players. Like, like, you know, on offense, like we'll we'll figure it out. But I don't know. We got to turn around. I mean, we have the we have the Seahawks this this week. So I guess if we don't win that, like it's a shit show. But yeah, yeah. let's uh Let's move it to our game of the week here. And uh, we're going to go with the Sunday nighter. That's right. The Ravens are back in the game of the week for the second week in a row. We're going Bengals Bengals at the Ravens. The Bengals. So the Bengals at the Ravens. So we're going to give our winner our X factor. And I'm going to start, and I think the Ravens are going to beat them up 35-21. I mean, I'm kind of a closet Ravens fan now too you can give it to me all that oh, I like them the and they the league? I like the whole league yeah my x factor is going to be Joe Burrow so I just don't think that this guy has looked that good this year I think we could all agree on that 
Um, I mean, also, like, to be fair, like, he didn't look great last year, and they kind of, like, they made the playoffs, and then he just turned into a freak, right? He's just an like, average quarterback that dresses well. I mean, I wouldn't call him an average quarterback, but... <laughs> That's all he is. I definitely think he's... Like, he just got to get back to his superstar in ways like he did in the playoffs. Maybe he just needs to, to find those clutch moments, but if, <clears throat> if he just can't turn it on, like, I... I can't see them being close in this game, especially the way that Lamar Jackson's playing right now. Yeah, Matt, we're uh, – I don't know if you copied my notes or whatever, but we're kind of identical this week. I don't okay, think cool. this one's close. I have 31-17 Ravens. I have Lamar scoring three tutties on the ground. Wow. And uh, X factor for this game, it's, I think it's just going to be Lamar. I think he's just going to get it done. I don't, I don't like the Bengals um, that much this year really nothing more to add to it than that i think they're on either on a major super bowl hangover or are just coming out as kind of the pretenders they were in the playoffs last year um so uh yeah it's so weird how they did that because we can all agree that they were literally like the fourth or fifth best team in the afc like they really shouldn't have been there and they almost won the freaking super bowl they were very close when it was they were so close yeah Absolutely. Like they were like Joe Burrow having one second away and throwing at the Jamar Chase was wide open, like from ruining a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that's so freaky when you think about it. Like, yeah, I'm. I don't see the game the same way. I definitely think it's going to be a close, close game. You know, I, it's and it's a tough one to predict. The Bengals are coming off their first win and they're looking to get things going, and then you have the Ravens who just came off. They're in a comeback fall year. Um, where they just came off a tough loss against the Bills. So I like the motivation for both teams. But again, I, I just think that the Ravens and Lamar, who is all, my X factor, are just are just a bet, is, are just a better team. And then I think when you get Lamar MVP, you get a win. When you get him, like we saw last week, you didn't take the game over like he can. And, you know, it's just it was a grind. Obviously, the weather was shitty. There's a lot of things not in their favor. But uh, if we get an MVP Lamar, it's got to be a W for the Ravens. So I expect that bounce back game from the Ravens and uh, a big one from Lamar as well. But I, I do see it being a close game. Um, I think it's going to be a blowout. The Ravens are just going to smack the shit out of them. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it's going to be like a 30-point win. Wow. Like, yeah, they're, they're going to absolutely give it to them. Um. I just my X factor. I just don't know like who's starting at quarterback for the Bengals. Is it Joe Shiesty? Is it Joe Burr? Like, or is it the guy that I've been seeing the first four weeks of the of the season? Like, you know, if it, if it's Shiesty, I'll, I'll give him like twenty points. But you uh-huh. know, there's, there's there's nothing that I think is going to stop anybody in that division. I don't think is going to stop the Ravens this year. Uh, Lamar's looking too hot. That defense is flying around. They got to keep it for a full game that that defense because they're collapsing in the second second half in every game so far this year. Um, J.K. Dobbins is back. He looked uh, good, um, you know. So if they could get that full run game going, uh, it'll open up those uh, passing lanes for uh, for Mark Andrews. And people forget just how bad the DBs for Cincinnati are. They are horrible. Eli Apple is still on that team. Don't sleep. Like, if 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 you're if you're starting Eli Apple on, on a, as a boundary corner in the NFL right now, you clearly don't have many options to put out there. 
So to be honest, Devin Duvernay might have a massive game himself running by everybody. And like, I just feel like Jamar Chase has been a ghost this year. Like he has not been who everybody thought he was going to be. And I don't know if that comes back to, to Burrow not being the guy that he was last year in the playoffs and not finding his receivers because even Tyler Boyd, like, I feel like I haven't heard anything from Tyler Boyd except for, I think it was week three. He, he went out, he went off, but like, it's like, he's not like, he's scared. Like he's panicking in the pocket when he does have time, just because he thinks he doesn't have time because he doesn't trust the O-line. But you know, like, like if they want to win this game, they're going to have to ride Joe Mixon all the way to, and he's going to have to rush for like 150. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. So looks like the boys are united here. Bengals prove us wrong. Give us a nice game to, to look forward to on Sunday. I, th- I, I think like- we're going to get a great game. Don't, right. don't get me wrong. I, I think hope it's you're right. Be a good game. I feel like a lot of the primetime games have just been terrible this year. They've just not been fun to watch. Yeah. Well, you're in for a fucking doozy on Thursday. Let me tell you. Colts by 40. Colts by negative six. I feel like we've also seen the Broncos like four times now on primetime. This has got to be what? This is at least their third, right? Yeah, because they thought everyone thought the Broncos would be fucking good. Mm -hmm. They're not. They fucking suck. I think they just haven't haven't figured it out yet. Their head coach is a child with a crayon. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's also a problem. Anyways, that's our game of the week, and we're going to head into a classic segment that we haven't done in so long, and it's called Think Fast. Um, I came up with four of these. I'm just going to yell out a question, and I'll, I'll go first while you guys think about it because, uh, you know, I already pre- prepared it, so I already thought about these questions, you know. So my first question is, what team that is doing well right now do you think is the biggest fraud in the NFL? And Shane's giving me that face Fuck. because he knows what I'm about to say, unfortunately. And that is the New York Giants. I don't want to hear it. Put the respect where the respect is due. The boys are buzzing and we're going to fuck up the Packers in London, baby. Hey, listen. Listen, Snake I'm glad. Back. I'm we'll glad because the Giants have the had a rough we're go gonna at score. it. The Giants have had a rough go at it lately. And uh, they're doing okay right now, but I just don't see this team doing well this year. So that's, I just don't think they're as good as those, those teams. Yep. Yeah. And they're in a, a division that's doing okay somehow right now, but yeah, uh, the giants are just not good. Take it from me. Sorry. We're talking, we're talking above 200, uh, above 500. I mean, you could call, you could call two and two good because there's a couple of good teams that are two and two. I mean, the Jets are two and two. Uh, <laughs> There's I'm, a lot of two and two teams, though. I'm debating between two. And I'm going to go with it because I have to keep the streak alive. Honorable mention to the Jags. I don't think they're a 500 team. Um, they did whoop us 24 nothing, but I think that speaks to the Colts more than it does to the Jags. Um, but I'm happy Trevor Lawrence is kind of turning into a number one overall pick, looking like a number one overall pick. I don't hate it at all, but uh, the three and one Miami Dolphins. Thank fuck you. The Dolphins. Fuck the Dolphins. I'm not going to say fuck Tua. Tua, I hope you recover very well, sir. That was terrible. I'm happy the the NFL fired the uh, the third party doctor involved in that. Um, but I, I just, I don't think the Dolphins are that good outside of they have two fast receivers. Um, 
and and I can't even say once people figure out how to game plan for that because you can't game plan for speed really. Um, but I, I just I don't think the Dolphins are that good. Um, I don't get me wrong. I like a lot of things about the team. I love Waddle. I love Tyreek. I love Mike McDaniel. But I just I don't think they're that good of a team. So they're in my fraud watch. Yeah. Also, I, I will add this. I think they could be a wild card team. That's not to say, but people are making them out to be the best team in the NFL right now. Um, when I don't think they're the best team in their division, I don't think they're top three in the conference. Um, so that's more my fraud watch there with them. The over you know crazy, like they're they're they were my fraud watch too. I kind of want to say the Cowboys because I don't know. I just can't try. It's the Cooper Cowboys. Rush is fucking him. He is him. He looks like him. And they want to bring they're, – they're trying to rush Dak back for some reason. <laughs> Watch. He's going to come back and lose a fucking game. That's but, Jerry um, Jones for you, buddy. I don't know. I Call me crazy, but I like the Dolphins better with Teddy. <laughs> oh, dude, I, think, I like them so much better just because I like Teddy. Right. So, I, I, I don't know. Um, Other teams that might be fraudulent, uh, the Jags, oh, that's an obvious one you just touched on. I so like I'll, the Jags. I'll stick with the Cowboys. I don't know. I, don't, I just I, – they always seem to, you know, win 10, 11 games, 8, 9 games. But, dude, what have they done in forever? I feel like Cooper Rush is just going to hit a – he's going to lose his first game. I think he's just going to lose, like, 10, 10 in a row. Literally. And, yeah, and in his first game, he's going to throw, like, 18 picks in that first loss. Another – there's a lot of 2-2 two and two teams, man. Wow. The Jets are 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. Like the Falcons, yeah, my boy, Seahawks, my boy Zach Wilson, Mill Hunter, baby. Um, I mean, I'm gonna go with the two and two team here. I think it's the Bears. I think the Bears are the worst team in football. I think they are just absolutely horrendous. I didn't know they were two and two. <laughs> what? I didn't know they were two and two. Yeah, they won the first game of the year in I'm shitty weather. Yeah, literally like a pee wee football game. Justin Fields has thrown 34 completions this year, or 34 passes, completions. That's a problem. You're in, you're in week four, and you're starting quarterback that you traded up to get at 11. That's thrown 34 completions. That's less than nine completions a game. In his second season crazy. as the starting quarterback in an NFL team. What the hell? 34. And it's not like like you can rely on your your star running back because your backup running back is playing better than your starting running back. Your line sucks. And your defense is literally only good because your head coach is like a defensive mastermind. Woo! Like, they're, they have no business being two and two. Especially in that division, I think they're going to get swept in that division. Yeah. Also, Roquan. Roquan is either the best linebacker in the NFL or a liability. He has these fucking moments or these drives where he can't tackle. And he's like, and then there's drives where he'll literally get three sacks in three plays or fucking like the guy's a dog, but so weird. Like their other win was uh, barely got out alive against the Texans at home. So like, I think they're the worst team in football. I think they should be drafting first overall, and it's not close. Save it. Save that first pick for Indy, baby. 
Don't save it for New Orleans, please. Yeah. All right. My second question now. So we've gone through four weeks. Let's say we had a fantasy draft tomorrow and you got the number one pick. Who are you taking? He's coming home. Saquon. It's without a doubt, it's gotta be Saquon. It's gotta be Saquon. Wow. There's not a debate for anybody else. It's Saquon Barkley. I have a debate. I'm ready. I'm Cooper ready to Cup. debate you if you shot. No Super Cup, Cup, Cup is so much more valuable Cooper in Cup, baby. than any single player alive right now, and it's not even close. Yes, Cooper sir. Cup got 10 targets in the first quarter and a half of his last game. Yep. You cannot tell me that that is less valuable than Saquon Barkley. I'm sorry, because I have Saquon Barkley, and he's great. He's doing great for my fantasy team, but oh my God, do I wish I had Cooper Cup, because he's single-handedly, single-handedly winning weeks for people. It's insane. Matt, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I thought the stats were wrong when I looked at them and I saw the amount of catches and targets he had. That's I want to give, I want to give a like honorable mention to Stefan Diggs because he has won me a couple weeks. He's having a great start to the year. Great start. Honestly, an, an honorable mention to Lamar too. He, he puts up yeah. crazy fantasy numbers, bro. But I couldn't bring myself to take QB first overall. Hmm. I couldn't okay. take my, like make it in the first round. I don't think I'd ever be able to draft a quarterback in the first round, let alone first overall. No, no way. Let's say you had the last pick in that draft. Would you go like the last pick in that round? Would you like go whatever running back, quarterback, or quarterback, running back, or like would you go ten and eleven? One of the picks is a Lamar or Josh Allen. I consider it, but I don't like I I don't like to do that. Yeah, I'm a big like. RB receiver or receiver receiver guy. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till like the third round to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like third, fourth, fifth. I'm like a six, seven round quarterback guy. Like, yeah. Like I know I'm going to get Hurts or, uh, you know, like even Lamar fell to like round four in most. The only guy that really went early was Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he went in round two, some round three. Like there was, there was drafts I was in, like no quarterbacks except for Allen were gone until like round six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alan went in like round two. Yeah. Okay. So my next question now, we're all football coaches. What NFL team would you like to coach if you could start today and it can't be your favorite team? Fuck. Mm. What NFL team? Would you like me to go? Go for it. I'd like to go to Buffalo. Me too. And coach. And oh. coach the guy that Dawson says is uncoachable. Oh, man. Not only because Josh Allen's an absolute fucking freak. Not only because Buffalo just seems like they're the Super Bowl favorites right now, and that team is set up for success for the next five to ten years. But because I love the city and their football-rounded mind of those fans and that culture, who wouldn't want to be a part, the head of Bill's Mafia? Scott McDermott just has it made right now. He's coaching a bunch of freaks on the football field. I would just love to be in Buffalo. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Cardinals just because we saw what Cliff Kingsbury's house looked like on draft night a few years ago. They're paying that man very well. And uh nice weather in Arizona. I think Arizona's a pretty um tax beneficial state too 
So I, w- I would definitely go with the cards. And I like the cards jerseys. Yeah, I, I would go with that. And you know, they got they got some they got some pieces. They got some pieces to work around, but mostly the money. Fair. I, I'm gonna take a similar approach to Matt here and say the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh man. And if we're taking over today, we're I'm the only undefeated coach in the in the NFL at the moment. So that's 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 the cherry on top. And like you just said, crazy football town. They have a fun team, bro. Hurts is fun to watch. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. This is a good football team. The only thing is, those are some of the harshest fans in sports. I those agree. They have the Eagles fans, man. Yeah, it's a double-edged. They might, uh, they might chew you apart, man. Yeah. Not if he keeps winning. Or no. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, one. Uh, I guess it's a little bit off the board because it's fucking freezing there. I'm going to Green Bay. Oh, and after man. every touchdown we score, I'm doing the Lambo leap with my players. <laughs> <laughs> after every touchdown. I like that. That's, That's the only fire. reason. That's fine. Rodgers could coach the rest of the week. I'm just there for the Lambo leap. You're just going to do it behind your bench or what? No, I'm going to run on the field with the players. I'll take the 15-yard penalty after <laughs> every, every touchdown. Oh, man. Okay. Shaner's team's going to be kicking from the 30 all year. <laughs> I'm going to find a kicker with a massive leg just so he can still find a way to get out of the end zone. I love it. <laughs> and I'll do the Lambo leap after that, too. Okay. And going into my next question, same question, but the lead, like number 32 on your list. Like who I would not want to coach for? Yes. Yes. Who would be the last team you want to coach for? Oh, I'm going to go ahead and say Houston. Um, I just think that that's like a poverty franchise. And I think they just throw every single coach they get into the wolves. It's terrible. I think you're just never set up for success there. Um, I guess it would be cool to live in Texas, but I just think that's a terrible franchise. And that's probably the worst franchise maybe in all sports. I just praised them, but uh, no way I'm going to Detroit to coach. Detroit might be the worst city in America. They're like, I know, I know I fucking said they were good, but let's be real. They fucking suck. I was all for the show. Fuck. <laughs> I suck. And like, I don't like anything about the city. Obviously nothing attracts me to that. Ugh, nah, yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't go to Detroit. Yeah. Minus the roster. I'm, I'm saying Cleveland. Um, they they have a good, good squad, but same reasons as Dawson. I'm, I'm not really trying to step foot into Cleveland anytime ever. For Joakim Noah, <laughs> I've never seen anyone want to go to vacation in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> oh, speaking fuck. facts, and you know, the, you know, not too long ago they were the poverty franchise of the NFL. So, you know, how long until they they go back to the basement? Not very. I'm I mean, a, they have Deshaun Watson now. I mean, I'm gonna uh, say a shocker. I'm, gonna, I'm going with the Chargers, just because that team on paper is always so good. And then you walk out after for the first week and you're playing another mm-hmm. team's practice squad as your starting defense because the whole defense is hurt every year. I understand where you're coming from, but I also could never put an L.A. franchise at number 32. Just My actual answer is the Cowboys because I would not want to work for that senile bastard that runs that team. Yeah. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, that was great. Fucking clip that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 
That guy's got to either sell the team <laughs> or let someone else run it. Nah, dude, that guy is a fucking. That guy is the Joe Biden of NFL owners. He's just that guy's walking, the reason that a the walking Cowboys dead body. <laughs> that guy died three years ago, and we just don't know it. They just stroll him around. Jesus Christ. Anyways, that does it for things fast. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. So now we're going to go into this top five, and I haven't revealed what it is yet. But it's our top five favorite number two guys in the NFL at any position. So it could be a backup running back, backup quarterback, your number two receiver, whatever it is. Maybe it's a backup kicker. I don't, I don't know what you guys put on your list. But uh, we'll start with number five. My number five is Kareem Hunt. I, like, I, like, I didn't like, he's not my favorite player in the sense, but I just think he's too good to be a number two, you know? I mean, we saw him in Kansas City. He was a freak. And then he decided to be a freak at home and, <laughs> and ruin a bunch of things. So the only thing he could get is a backup <laughs> position behind Nick Chubb in Cleveland. But I think we could all agree that he's probably better than most starting running backs in the NFL. 100%. Dude, um, that Cleveland Browns locker room is menacing. I'm not going to lie. Dude, scary. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a player on that team. <laughs> or coach them, as I just mentioned. Anyways. You're going to go number five, Dossie Bear? Oh, shit. We're doing it that way. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, yeah, number five on my list. Scored two, t- two touchdowns last week. Colts backup tight end Jelani Woods. I think this guy's actually going to be a stud, though. Dude, guys, six, listeners have no idea who that guy is. Well, you will. He's fucking 6'8, 240. Scored two touchdowns two weeks ago. And uh, guy's an absolute dog. And I fucking I like him. So he's my number five. Yeah, I have a bit of an obscure list too, like that. And the guy I have at five is the Chiefs backup running back or one of the backup running backs, Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. Yeah, that guy just Dude, every time that guy steps on the field, I literally think it's Tyreek Hill. He, he looks like a ball. I don't know. He just looks like a he's a football player. You know, that guy's going to ball. I think he he's going to take the lead role when it's time to pay CH or resign him. And, you know, I could see him being in the league for a minute. He looks good. I'm going with um, my boy, Jamal Williams. The so interview big. king off the field. That guy kills me. And so, now it's good to see he was kind of like RB3 in Green Bay. He got out and went to Detroit, and he's looking really good. Uh, you know, he's behind DeAndre Swift, but they're finding a way to get him the ball still, and he looks really good. I think he scored twice this week uh, when DeAndre Swift was out. So it's good to see. Keep the interviews coming because I live for those. All right. Number four, I got T. Higgins. I think that guy can be a number one in a lot of places. He's a freak. Yep. He is a freak. He, not only is he, like, massive, he's actually fast. Like, he's a really good receiver. I really like him. Yeah. Number four, he's not technically a number two or a backup right now, but uh, he will be in a few weeks. And that's Michael Jacoby Brissett. I fucking – like, <laughs> Jacoby is, like – obviously like lbs and i can relate because he's played on our team but like he's just such a cool guy and he's so nice and like i feel like no one on earth hates him and i'm obviously one of those people who doesn't hate him i love an only like colts alum or colts current no 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 no. (laughs) okay there's there's one more but okay (laughs) 
I, I saw, I don't know which game, when it was, but it was this year. Like, if, if you watch the Browns and Jacoby Brissett, this guy never gets fired up. And I, he gained, like, a first down rushing. Like, I forget when it was. And he got fired up. And it was oh, the yeah. funniest thing ever. I started dying. Um, anyways, for number four, I'm going back to New England. Um, Jack Jones, he, he, stepped up, he stepped up this week. Um, but I, I knew about him. He looked sick at, at Houston. He has kick return abilities, a corner. Yeah, had the pick six on Aaron Rodgers, obviously. And despite he he looked pretty bad on the on the last drive and might have cost the Patriots a win last week. But <laughs> he looks great. He still looked great. And I think um, you know, I could see him being in New England for for a while again. <clears throat> uh four, I'm taking Latavius Murray. I don't know why. I've always loved that guy. And I think it's because my dad was a Raiders fan, so I kind of like he's good, man. Dude, everywhere he's gone, he's done the job that he's needed to do, and he's just never gotten the credit and the opportunity, except for, I guess, at least in Oakland, to be the number one guy and to prove that he could be a number one guy. And then he just gets passed around from practice roster to practice roster, but he's always the first running back the team's going to sign. Like, are you telling me that Matt Breida right now is better than Latavius Murray to back up Saquon Barkley? No shot. No way. Like, there's a bunch of teams that could use him as a, a 1A, 1B guy. And I think he deserves a way bigger opportunity in the NFL than what he's gotten throughout his career. I honestly think he might have just gotten that today. Because it just seems like the Broncos don't want to use Melvin Gordon. Yeah, because he fumbles the ball starting guy. Than Matt Ryan. No, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So, apparently the Saints offered him uh, a contract to be on their 53-man roster today, and he turned it down. I mean, fair enough. He would have been running back three on that roster. But I think he's going to get a lot of touches in, in Denver. Considering oh, 100%. And then next year, he's just going to be right back on someone's practice roster. And we're going to do it all over again. Yeah, you never know. Never know. We've done for the past three years. Anyways, speaking of the Saints, I'm a Saints fan, so you knew there was going to be one here. And this is going to be my only Saints one. And that's Mark Ingram. Yeah. My goodness, do I love Mark Ingram. Out of Alabama, won the Heisman, loved them from there, got drafted by the Saints, was the Saints' main guy with Pierre Thomas, and then with Alvin Kamara, and then he left and came back, and boy, whenever that guy gets a five-yard rush or more, he just gets fired up, and it fires me up, and he just has so much drip. He's such a freaking gangster, that guy. I love him. Um. My favorite backup quarterback in the league. We're going number three. I got Tyler Huntley. Guy's sick. Love him. Mm-hmm. No more to add. My third, it's another running back. I don't know. I have a thing for running backs on this list. Uh, it's Khalil Herbert. He just, another guy that looks good running the ball, kind of like Pacheco, I find. And he kind of gives me James White vibes. Um, he's a great pass catcher, can run the ball, and I think has like three down potential. So that's another guy who I could see taking over, uh, like taking a starting job in the in the near future. <clears throat> At three, a little, a little former giant here, the bald-headed beast who's balling out in Philly, James Bradbury, man. It's good Love to him. see him back after after a tough year last year. Uh, <laughs> he's the number two number two corner now, which is wild. I love that guy. I was very upset when they cut him. It's good to see him balling, even though it is. 
on a on a little rivalry team here. Yeah, I, I wish that Colts signed James Bradbury. Now. Uh, my last two here are receivers. Um, at two, I have Adam Thielen. Um, one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. I think this guy is a top 10 route runner in the NFL for Justin Jefferson's first two years. I was under the impression that Adam Thielen was as good or better than Justin Jefferson. I thought so in his rookie year, I'm ready to retire that, but I still think that Adam Thielen is a very, very, very good receiver, incredibly underrated. This guy makes free catches. And if he just got more targets, I think he would still be a superstar in the NFL. Um, unfortunately he has one of the a top five receiver in the NFL as his number one guy now. So it's kind of hard to, uh, come out of that shadow, but I love Adam Thielen. I think he's great. The last Colt on the list. We talked about him a little bit before my guy needs to get more touches. Naheem Hines. He's just such a fun player to watch. Like they, they he's borderline, not even a backup running back anymore, just because they really only use him in the slot, which is fun, but, um, no, he he's he's super fun to watch. He's good in the return game. He's just and like if you watch interviews with him, obviously I see cold stuff all the time, but he's fucking hilarious. Like he's so funny. So that that obviously plays into a little bit. So I have met two. Yeah, this is where T. Higgins appears on my list at number two. Um, I think if it wasn't for Jamar's connection with Joey Joe Burrow, I think Higgins would be the number one guy in Cincinnati. I don't know if that's crazy. But you're already seeing kind of like that 1A, 1B thing this year. I think Jamar has more catches, but Higgins has more yards. So I don't know. I, I We can see the roles reversing if uh, teams are either, you know, trying to defend Jamar more than T. Higgins. So I don't know. He's definitely a number one guy, though, on uh, a lot of other teams. I'm also going with Mr. Disrespected out there in Indy. That guy needs – the ball. Yep. Like you watched the Patriots do it for so many years with, with a running back and then having James White come in on third down and he excelled in that role. I think Naheem Hines could do that role perfectly better than maybe anybody could do it in the NFL right now. If Naheem Hines was playing with Brady right now, Naheem Hines would probably be like a thousand yard receiver. Literally. Like, that's, that's how good he could be in that role. And apparently Frank Reich, he must've slept with his daughter or something. Because Frank Wright just refuses to use him, and I bet you they still refuse to use him with JT not playing. Yep. Criminal. For the record, before we get to number one, I just want to give an honorable an honorable mention to Damian Harris because I know he's the starter out in New England, but I feel like that might uh, that might change. So if ever he becomes number two, that guy's instantly inserted into my top five Alabama guy. Love the way that he plays, even though he plays for the Patriots, who I've discussed. But, you know, Damian Harris, you're great, but you're still a number one guy at this point. So at number one, I've got another Alabama guy, guy who would be a number one receiver on a lot of teams, and that's Jalen Waddell. Um, there is not a lot to hate about this guy. Guy has probably the best celebration in the league right now, besides maybe Justin Jefferson. Um Guy's a freak, is super fast, has crazy hands, and his route running is probably his best, um, his best attribute, which to me is probably the most important thing as a receiver after catching, I guess. But this guy just has it all, and the only reason why he's not number one is because he has the fastest 
player we've ever seen in the NFL ever in front of him. Um, but Jalen Waddle is, I mean, I'm considering him a number two guy. You can make the argument that he's a one B guy, but no, I still think that Tyreek's the guy there and Jalen Waddle, like they, they, they've got some weapons in Miami. So I don't think necessarily they're a fraud, like Liam said, but, uh, I just, I love me some Jalen Waddle or was it Dawson who said that? Yeah. I still think it. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, well, I love this. I don't have to say much because two of you had him on the list, but T Higgins fucking dog, man. He, like, like I, I really agree with what LBS said. If Joe Burrow decided not to go to LSU, I think we're having a whole different conversation about who the wide receiver one is mm-hmm. in, uh, in Cincy. I think he's an absolute stud. I love like his frame. I love it really everything about him. And uh, yeah, he's by far my favorite number two. So my guy, my, my number one, I'm surprised he hasn't come up and it is another running back and that's AJ Dillon. Um, wow. You know what? I even think of him. I love him too. He's really good. Bro, you know, there's two types of running backs. I love, you know, a good old power back and a guy who can, who can affect the game, catching, catching the ball. And he does both of those things really good. Um, and that's a guy who I think is a number one running back on a lot of different teams. And like, he can just do it all, you know, I don't know. He's huge, you know? And I don't know. I think he's really good. I'm surprised that he has, I mean, obviously he's eating into Aaron Aaron Jones' touches, but I don't know, man. He could, he could be a number one guy on a lot of different squads, you know? I don't know. Yeah. That's legit. I like that. Talk to me, Shane. For the last one, I'm I'm also going to uh, Cincinnati here for a little, little receiver action for Ooh. Tyler Boyd. I like Tyler Boyd. I love Tyler Boyd. Yeah, man. He's not a number two guy. He's a number three guy. Yeah. I mean, if you if you let me talk, you would you would know what I was about to say. All right, here we go. On literally any other team, you guys hyped up T Higgins and you typed up hyped up Jamar Chase on any other team, any other team in this league. Tyler Boyd is the best number two receiver in football. And I, I will I will take that one. I will f- argue with anybody on that. Tyler Boyd needs to get out of Cincinnati. Miami. Honestly, I could argue that he, he would be a number one receiver on, on most teams. No. Okay, not in Miami. Relax. Yeah, he's better than Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. No, I give, him like, give him like a five-team leeway, but I see where you're coming from. I, I think he could be a number one receiver on, on a couple teams in the NFL and be like a good number one receiver in the NFL. Um that guy, he's a good route runner. He doesn't drop the ball very often. He's reliable. I think Joe Burrow needs to find a way to get him the ball more. I know there's a lot of mouths to feed out there in Cincinnati, but uh, Shiesty did it last year, so Burrow has to figure it out this year. <laughs> I love that. These are some good lists. Yeah, A lot boys. of different names coming up here. But, yeah. All right. We'll go into our last segment, the one that's going to end it all, the lock of the week in terms of betting. You boys so ready to make week, some fucking money? I mean, I was ready last week, and honestly, it did, did not work for me. But this week, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing here. I got the lock of the century. Loading. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. No, go no, first. no. You go first. You go first. Okay, fine. The Commanders are a team that I really don't like, and I really don't believe in them. <clears throat> and they're only getting two and a half points against the Titans, who I still think are a playoff team. Um, the Titans look pretty solid against the Colts. I mean, we still don't know what's going on with the Colts right now. Yeah, we do. But uh, 
<laughs> Give me the Titans minus two and a half against the Commanders. I think that's uh, that's a hell of a lock. I'll be honest. I love it. Well, Matt, if you didn't want to kiss me before, you're gonna to want to kiss me now. Don't don't you dare say Saints minus five and a half. Saints minus five and a half against the Seahawks. Oh. I fucking love it. I love it. I think the Seahawks are not very good. I don't think someone roll that Geno Smith interview. Yeah. Oh fuck. That one scares me. <laughs> I love I love I love the five Saints minus five and a half. I think that defense is going to absolutely completely shut down that Seattle offense. Hey, listen. The only thing I have to say about that is first of all, I love it because I love you and I love the Saints. And there I think there's a serious chance that the Saints can can hold the Seahawks to under 10 points in this game. But the problem is, I don't know if the Saints can score more than 10 points right now. That's how bad their offensive situation play calling is. I think it all comes together. We'll be right back here next week, and I'll say, boys, meet you at the back. I'll be there giving you a kiss. Exactly. Well, anyways, my lock of the week is going to another um, co-host's favorite team. And the Giants plus eight, bro, in London. I kind of like that, too. Fucking... I kind of like it, too. I kind of like that's it. That's a no quarterbacks, that's a, baby. That is, a, that is a take-me-home piece. I'm telling like, Jake Fromm starting at quarterback. The only thing about that is I feel like this could be one of those games that could get ugly quickly. Yeah. One of those games where Aaron so Rodgers is on the Packers, it's bad. You think the Giants are that much better than the Packers? <laughs> no. Negative. I just think it's one of, like it could be one of those games where Aaron Rodgers is like London. I want the ball. He goes and scores. The Giants fumble their kickoff return. Rodgers scores and it's freaking fourteen nothing. And there's ten minutes left in the first, and it just goes downhill from there. Saquon's gonna have like forty five carries on Sunday. I would love that. I would love that as a fantasy owner. Saquon over Saquon receiver to play. Shane Saquon over under zero point five passes thrown. Under. I have to think about under? it. Though. I have to. Okay. Jake Brown, baby. The man from Georgia. Get him in there. I have, I have one more prop that has hit um, the, the first four weeks of the year, and that's A.J. Brown's receiving props on the Eagles. I don't know why the books, like the first three weeks, they were set at four and a half. He had five every week. They went to five and a half last week. He had ten. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to hit it if it's like five and a half or six and a half, like for sure. Just, just putting <laughs> also, that out there. Also Cooper cup receiving props. <laughs> Dude. So a lot of guys. At, at some point they're going to have to put like 13 and a half receptions. Can you believe that yesterday was the second time in the last 14 games that Cooper cups, anytime touchdown score prop didn't hit. He scored so in 12 of the last 14. Yes. That's uh, crazy. And he All also right. had 14 catches yesterday. Let me, let, me, let me end this episode. Remember when Brandon Marshall had 21 catches? <laughs> I yeah. feel like that was against the Colts. That guy's a Seahawks. It was one of the two. It was either my dad's favorite team or, or I could be completely fucking wrong. Shaner, make me money. Talk cool. to me. All right. I'm going to switch it up here. I'm going to switch sports here. We're going to – yeah, Abs preseason. Yeah, have money line for the next uh, eight games. No, actually, any team who's playing the halves minus two and a half. <laughs> yeah, facts. The hockey season starts on Friday, boys. It's time. It's here. 
which I don't know why, because there's still preseason games going on after the two regular season games. What? Yeah, because they're playing in Switzerland. Oh, my God. Anyways, Nashville, San Jose. Currently, it's a little bit of a risky lock. Currently at plus 135. I'm taking the Predators minus one and a half. Let's make some bread. LBS, it's netter season. It's netter season. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Welcome the boys back. But anyways, LBS that, is about to fucking single hand. This is how he gets banned. NBC studio. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that does it for episode two of season two of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. We'd just like to thank our loyal listeners for watching on YouTube. And if you don't, Go subscribe. Give us a like. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, Facebook, whatever you use. And Shaner, with that gorgeous beard, is going to give you a big, fat kiss. Good night.